Some viewers may find this disturbing. Viewer discretion is advised. Hi my loves, it's Destin Choice and you're watching Choice TV. So for today's video, I feel like it was appropriate for me to get on here and discuss one of the most toxic fan bases on the internet right now. Now of course, many of you guys have been asking me to talk about the recent events that occurred with this celebrity and this celebrity and that celebrity and this celebrity, but I felt like the Barbs needed a dedicated video for themselves because it seems like no one is ever talking about how problematic the Barbs really are. There's one thing to be a big fan of a big celebrity or influence you admire, that's one thing. You appreciate them, you see yourself in them, and they speak to you, and they get you through some tough times. I think that's justified. But the fact that many people oftentimes overlook all the problematic things that the Barb's do. Y'all say Nicki write her shit, right? Y'all say Nicki write her shit, right? What's that looking ass by Nicki Minaj on his Wikipedia page? He has writing credits for it. Y'all dumb as hell. You not a barb so why would i be a fan of somebody that's not even a barb if you don't stand nikki bitch we don't stand you i wasn't coming as a fan i was coming to whoop that whole ass for talking about the queen of rap it's giving fucking mental illness and i feel like i have to talk about this because it seems like nobody ever really says what needs to be said because it seems like everybody in their damn mom that does commentary is a barb or is biased so i felt like i had to get on here and give my unbiased approach and before anybody gets on here and says that i'm on somebody's payroll and i'm a fan of said celebrity let me start by saying Nicki minaj and cardi b can both kiss my ass respectfully i don't follow or give a fuck about either of them because they're satanic puppets but that's another video for another day but i wanted to get on here and really cover and unravel the toxicity of stan culture and the barbs. What really inspired this video was, if you guys didn't know, Nicki Minaj got into a heated feud with a female rapper by the name of Lotto recently. And of course, we'll talk about that later in this video, but I do want to discuss the fact that a lot of barbs have been rallying together to out and expose Lotto for who she really is ever since she leaked a private phone call of her and Nicki Minaj and it showed Nicki Minaj in a very negative light. Of course, the Barb's had nothing to say, so considering Nicki Minaj, their leader, their queen, looks bad, they're doing everything they can to pretty much sabotage the reputation of anyone who has anything negative to say about Nicki Minaj. I finished it, Nicki. For a long time, it was you. It was me. Yes, and your... And truth be told, I have to just honestly say it, the barbs are a very big reason why a lot of people don't like Nicki Minaj. Per usual, anytime somebody has something negative to say about Nicki Minaj, the barbs all ride together to dox anyone that has the nerve to come for their queen. If you guys don't know, there's currently a viral thread on Twitter where a lot of barbs have came together to expose Lotto for a lot of tweets that she made when she was 11 and 12 years old. And they even all came together to expose Lotto for saying problematic things and doing problematic things, like calling her friend, who's a black woman, a pet orangutan. It's Marine. And, and my pet fucking orangutan. <laughs> this is my chia pet, so it's all good. <laughs> and even going as far as calling her a racist against Asians and much more. 
So, of course, the Barbs did this only because they feel as though that since she's going to come for Nicki's reputation, they might as well come for hers as well. Because, of course, they can't condemn Nicki Minaj anytime she's held accountable for some shit that she really shouldn't even be doing in the first place. Now, quite frankly, Lotto isn't innocent, and I'm not the biggest fan of her antics either. But I will say that Nicki Minaj is always exempt from criticism because her fans will do everything they can to protect their leader. Do you take any accountability? Love you guys. What? Do you take any accountability in the forming of a Nikki hate train? No. Rory, Parks Mall. No. So overall, for today's video, I thought it was appropriate to discuss the most psychotic fan base on the planet. As we all know, celebrities have become the creative society ever since the 19th century. Back then, celebrities were typically world leaders, politicians, tribe leaders, and even wealthy families. Celebrities were people who had a global purpose and had an impact on the world. For the past 20 years, celebrity culture has been negatively influenced by fame-hungry, deceitful, manipulative, and ridiculous algorithms thanks to the rise of social media. Only because, as we all know, clout is the new crack. But as social media has taken over the world, social media has pretty much amplified narcissism and the cult mentality that society has followed since the beginning of time by creating something called followers and likes on social media. Admiring someone is one thing, but celebrities seem to have a hold on the public opinions, their viewpoints, their ideas, and their ways of living. Ever since the rise of Instagram and Twitter, something we all know as stan culture has been heavily promoted and glamorized now that you can actually follow your favorite celebrities, if we could basically build a better connection with the people that we actually admire, not just through their art, but also through their personal lives. The term Stan was created and popularized by legendary rapper Eminem during the Y2K era, when Eminem released his critically acclaimed third studio album, The Martian Matters LP. And of course, the song and music video became its own thing in pop culture. And of course, Stan to this day is defined as an over-obsessive fan who pretty much has no life and pretty much shaped their entire life around a particular entertainer that they enjoy so much. And that's how the term Stan came into fruition. But if I were to ask y'all right now, who are the most toxic stands of the generation? I'm sure many of y'all will have a few celebrity fan bases in mind. There's Michael Jackson who's a prime example because as we all know, Michael Jackson has a very loyal and cult audience ever since the inception of his career. Then there's Taylor Swift and her Swifters. Then there's the Beehive, who are known to cyberbully people who dislike Beyonce and have anything negative at all to say about Beyonce. But what if I told you that it was a fan base that was more vicious, ruthless, and more cult-like than any other fan base that I've ever seen in my life? And that fan base, as we all know, is the Barbs. The Barbs are basically identified as being Nicki Minaj fans. Nicki Minaj basically views herself as the head leader, the head Barbie, aka the Harajuku Barbie. And then Nicki Minaj views her fans as the Barbs. The Barbs consist of people from all races, all age demographics, but her fans mostly consist of people in the LGBT plus community, and her fans mostly consist of women. The moniker, the Barbs, that she gave her fans came about in the year 2009 when Nicki Minaj made her major mainstream crossover at the age of 26 years old. And she noticed her fan base rapidly expanding on MySpace, Facebook, YouTube, and much more. And I will say, regardless of what anyone thinks, Nicki Minaj's fans are loyal as hell. They buy her music, they support it, and they will genuinely do everything they can to make sure she stays at the top of her game, considering corporate giants have done everything they could to destroy Nicki and to get rid of Nicki. A big reason why the bars are so loyal to Nicki is because she actually communicates, responds, and makes her audience feel welcome. She makes them all feel like a community. And plus, Nicki has been winning consecutively in this industry for 12 plus years. And I will say that it is an honor for most people to even experience her evolution and see how much she's grown. Nicki Minaj was one of the few people to actually break that mold and actually set a standard in music and to actually change the game for good. 
It's fair to say that Nicki Minaj actually changed the world and I'll always give her her props for that. Many people have had a personal issue with Nicki Minaj's behavior because let's face it, Nicki Minaj is not a nice person. And truth be told, Nicki Minaj will never be nice. That's who she is. She never will be nice and she never has been nice. But unfortunately, Nicki's not so nice attitude has got her into some very sticky situations. And to make matters even worse, Nicki Minaj's barbs have a very distasteful habit of constantly enabling her bad behavior and attacking anyone that even questions or challenges her. A good example is most recently, Nicki Minaj's barbs did something so disgusting and so distasteful that I feel like it was appropriate for me to address it immediately. A popular YouTube commentator and writer by the name of Kimberly Foster, who has always been critical of things going on in pop culture, mind you, has some things to say about Nicki's character and she decided to tweet the following over the summer. She took to Twitter and she tweeted, Nikki is so clearly a horrible person. Negativity sticks to her like glue. I don't know if we've ever seen this before. Kimberly put out that tweet, of course it went viral, and instantaneously she was immediately bombarded with cyberbullying and people gruesomely attacked her on the thread that she tweeted. All of a sudden, I'm, I'm, I'm waking up this morning to, you know, get ready, start my day, outline, because I was going to do a breakfast with Kimberly. And then all of a sudden my phone starts buzzing and it's early, like eight. And I'm like, what, you know, who is blowing up my phone? And I, you know, look at the lock screen, like what? <laughs> so I am going to try to get around some of the, you know, YouTube censorship by not exactly saying everything here. But um, hypocritical hoe, bitch, she did nothing but defend herself. But when she does, y'all call her evil and crazy. Knock it the fuck off. Don't ever mention, oops. <laughs> Nikki, she's the queen of rap. You're a nobody. Cut it the fuck off. Stop speaking on Nikki, you weird bitch. Okay, that's normal. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, I know where your brother goes to school. Do you want him Cade? One to the head. Whore, slut, cunt, nobody loves you. I will hunt you down. Your secure building can only save you for so long. At some point, you're going to go out. And I promise you, I will be there right behind you. They will find you in some alley mutilated. You know, fat nose ass bitch. That's, you know, uh, ugly. You know, that's normal. But then, you know, currently outside waiting, open up. I will literally murder you to this song. That's not normal, Stan shit. I hope you get ard. I hope you get ard, bitch. Don't care how secure your building is. It's not enough. It's not secure enough to, pre to prevent guns and fire. Because I be the baddie B, Barbie Tings. Can't wait to see your face when I shoot your building up. We go up, ski mask, baby. Okay. Um, this is, okay. Um, I hope a cop handcuffs you and shoves, you know, okay. I will shit on your dad's grave and handcuff you to the gate so you can watch and scream. You fucking old bitch. Now, granted, I'm a firm believer that if you dish it, you can take it. So I get many people were going to be defending Nikki and going off on Kimberly the best way they can because 
They are stands of Nicki Minaj. I can't really expect them to do anything else. But at the end of the day, Nicki Minaj's fans went way too far. The bars were so upset at Kimberly's thread that dragging her for her looks wasn't enough. The barbs went as far as linking Kimberly's home address on the internet and they even leaked her phone number. The barbs even began blowing up her phone and threatening Kimberly's life. And they even found out where her baby brother and her niece went to school and they threatened to literally shoot up the entire school and kill her whole family. Okay. If you're gonna age shame somebody, at least make sure you're not the one that's looking like a grandma. So this is uh, me tweeting yesterday, and there's Nikki looking gorgeous from today. Nikki can do no wrong in my eyes. She could kill one of these bitches, and I must still be a barb. She liked this today. She liked after multiple people distributed my phone number, said, bitch, I know where you live. I'm going to kill you. I'm going to blow up your building. I'm going to come in a ski mask. I'm waiting outside. After that, Nikki likes she could kill one of these bitches and I'm still be a barb. She also liked she can literally blow up these hoes and I will still stand and restand. Our love is till eternity. Not to mention, Nikki actually saw a lot of the harassment that Kimberly was dealing with. And Nicki Minaj thought it was appropriate to go around liking the shit that people were actually doing and reposting and tagging Nikki in. People are never bold in real life as they are on the internet. So Kimberly wasn't fearful at all, given that the bars are not new to this behavior, but they're in fact true to this kind of behavior. That's just the tip of the iceberg and Kimberly's experience is just a minuscule example of the kind of bullshit that the barbs will do just to prove their point and just to prove their loyalty to Nicki Minaj and of course get validation from her. To be honest with you, I never really cared too much about what the barbs did to people because at the end of the day, I feel like if you're gonna come for Nicki Minaj, you should be ready for the backlash that will come with it. And Nicki Minaj has addressed this numerous times. Nicki Minaj has made it very clear that at the end of the day, she doesn't really care what her fans do because she feels as though that if you can leave her alone, maybe her fans will leave you alone. They go super hard for me, but it's for a reason. They don't just wake up out of bed and go dragging people. Yeah. They drag they drag people who are dragging me. You know what I'm saying? If you would leave me alone, if you would leave me the alone they don't they don't want to acknowledge see and this is the thing what why they this is what i've come to realize why they really mad is that they wished that they could bully me and run me out of the industry they hate they hate that i have they hate that i have a strong support system yeah who who puts like this shield around me they they want they wish that would like just disappear yeah and it's and it has it and now look and now after all of these years after all the shit they've said mm -hmm. about me right i come back and my fans are still here so i see where she's coming from but truth be told Nicki minaj had me side-eyeing her when i started realizing that Nicki minaj actually encourages this kind of behavior back in 2018 that's actually when i started side-eyeing Nicki minaj Nicki Minaj thought it was appropriate to encourage cyberbullying against somebody who called her out. Now back in 2018, somebody called Nicki Minaj a hypocrite. And this is basically the gist of the entire story. For those of y'all who aren't too familiar and you want me to refresh your memory, back in 2018, a Twitter user by the name of Jamal Trammell tweeted Nicki Minaj saying the following. 
Back in 2018, Nicki Minaj did an interview with Elle magazine, and she was asked about explicit lyrics and prostitution culture in the world that we live in now. And Jerome was very upset about the article to the point where he tweeted, Dear Nicki Minaj, your lyrics are hypocritical. You went over to Elle magazine to slut shame certain types of women because that wasn't your route, allegedly. People need to stop trying to dictate and police women in their bodies. If you can't help, don't hurt. At Nicki Minaj. He felt like Nicki Minaj was slut shaming and he even went as far as quoting some of the lyrics in her song, stating, It's a holiday play with my pussy day. He tossed my salad like Romaine, and when we done, I make him buy me ball main. Granted, he might have taken the article out of context because Nicki Minaj was not very happy with her being added like this. Nicki Minaj was quick to respond and to condemn him, and she quickly tweeted, Suck my dick, asshole. Had you read the article, I was critiquing myself more than anything. What I said was, I hope my overt sexual lyrics and photos don't make my fans think that I'm telling them to be promiscuous and to know their worth. Lyrics, photos, and fucking are all three different things. A barb then replied saying, at Nicki Minaj, can I go beat him up? Then Nikki responded, yes, Barbs, go beat that nigga like he stole something. And then you can see her giggling and laughing at her fans dragging him. The Barbs began Googling him on Google, and they ended up doxing him, and he ended up replying, I'm a pop culture commentator, and at the end of the day, this is wrong, period, and you shouldn't be having your fans bully me, and much more. And lastly, Jerome was quick to run the Twitter and ask everyone, Please recommend great lawyers. I'm getting bullied, told to die, kill myself, people saying they'll find me and kill me, and etc. My phone number, family addresses, and more has been put all over the internet. I would not stand for this because someone directed them to do this. But anyways, let's get to the gist of this video. In my personal opinion, I put Nicki Minaj at the same caliber and same tier as a Jay-Z, a Tupac, a Janet Jackson, hell, even a Michael Jackson. But for Nicki Minaj to be this legend... And to behave like this and constantly act out and encourage behavior like this, this isn't really giving queen behavior. Now, my first introduction to the Barbs and how loyal they are to Nicki Minaj is when I saw that the Barbs were basically doing everything they can to poke fun at Lil' Kim for dissing Nicki Minaj, replying to Nicki Minaj, and going back and forth for Nicki Minaj. And ever since Lil' Kim and Nicki Minaj's dangerous beef, it seems like the Barbs for some reason can't let it go. Yes, we know Little Kim is washed up. Yes, we know Little Kim's records don't sell anymore. But for some reason, anytime Little Kim is bought up, the bars for some reason feel the need to always interject and say something negative. A fan of Little Kim tweeted, The Queen Bee Little Kim is coming, and I can't wait. And for some reason, Nicki Minaj's bar felt the need to comment this under the post. She's coming to flop or coming with a new face or both. If someone even goes as far as mentioning Little Kim, the Barb's always feel the need to mention Little Kim's sales, how her records are flopping, how she's not the Queen Bee, how she won't be that far. But I'm telling you right now that it's a matter of time before Nicki Minaj gets knocked off her pedestal. Because truth be told, even Beyonce's music doesn't sell as well as it used to. I thought the Barb's were pretty much just a cult following that just did not like Little Kim and uplift Nicki Minaj the best way they could. That's really what I thought the Barb's were capable of. But boy, was I surprised. Back in 2016, as we all know, Remy Ma finally made her major comeback. Remy Ma made it her mission to climb back at the top and to fulfill her destiny and revive her solo career after being released from prison. As we all know, Remy Ma did a ton of jail time and was sentenced to eight years in prison back in the year 2008. Remy Ma basically threw her entire career away because she found out somebody in her entourage stole $3,000 from her and she wanted to get back at this person so she grabbed the gun and decided to shoot somebody in the stomach. 
Now, luckily for Remy Ma, this individual wound up living and Remy Ma was only sentenced to eight years in prison. But fortunately for Remy Ma, because of good behavior and having great attorneys, Remy Ma was able to get out in six years instead of eight years. Remy Ma got out of jail back in 2014 and she was destined to revive her solo career. Unfortunately, it wasn't that easy for Remy Ma. So Remy Ma made the unfortunate decision to go on Love & Hip Hop. Remy Ma was able to go on Love & Hip Hop and she was able to promote her solo career and she was able to remind people that she still had it in her to be a successful superstar. And luckily for Remy Ma, the same year she made her debut on Love & Hip Hop, she had a major successful hit single called All The Way Up and that single pretty much took over and was a very big hit all over radio. Per usual, considering Nicki Minaj has always been the only female rapper to actually hit Billboard, sustain Billboard and be popular, Nicki Minaj, of course, began facing many comparisons, even though Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma have always been cool. And Remy Ma has always made it clear that her and Nicki are cool and cordial. Nicki began throwing shots at people who assumed they'd knock her off her pedestal. Remy Ma made it abundantly clear that, of course, she had no issue with Nicki Minaj at all and have even had numerous conversations with Nicki about the fact that the industry was going to try to pin them both against each other. When I first came home and she called me, and we were talking about working together and things like that. And she's just congratulating me on coming home. I told her, like, you know, people are going to try to pit us against each other. That's what they're going to do. Anytime I say I'm the best or ain't none of these bitches fucking with me, they're going to be like, I'm throwing shots at her and vice versa. You understand what I'm saying? Because that's what they do. I've seen it happen before. And I just told her, like, please don't let the people get in between, you know, us. Remy Ma kept her mouth shut, but she subtly alluded that she was not feeling a certain female rapper numerous times, and everyone figured that she was talking about Nicki Minaj. Now, things escalated when Nicki Minaj decided to hop on Gucci Mane's track, Make Love, and of course, Nicki Minaj released her infamous verse, making it very clear she will always be on top, no one will knock her off her pedestals, and no one, no matter what, will be able to get to a point where they can actually surpass her catalog no matter what they do, because for a long time, she was the only one. Of course, the industry caught wind of this, and Remy Ma was not feeling that at all, because Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma were having minor issues behind the scenes, as we ended up finding out a little bit later. And of course, Remy Ma was encouraged to release a infamous diss track called Sheether. Remy Ma's diss track against Nicki Minaj, Sheether, was so ruthless that it put out a lot of heinous rumors and even stirred the whole hate train against Nicki Minaj. The diss track Sheether was so horrible to the point where Nicki Minaj was actually blasted for her sexual history thanks to Remy Ma putting out horrible rumors and of course it fueled the rumors of her having a ghostwriter. The entire industry backed Remy Ma of course because they were waiting for an opportunity to call Nicki out for her toxic ways and her bad behavior. Just to wrap all this up, in the midst of Remy Ma getting a ton of mainstream attention, the bars were pretty much furious and they felt like Remy Ma didn't deserve it. They felt like Remy Ma was going around spreading lies about Nicki and they felt like the industry was only pushing Remy just to spite Nicki. The Barbs, of course, did everything they could to uplift Nicki Minaj and knock Remy Ma off of her pedestal. In early 2017, the Barbs went as far as contacting Remy Ma's parole officer in hopes of getting her back in jail in March of 2017. But of course, there was more to come. The Barbs really took things far when a new it girl was approaching and climbing the ladder. As I stated before, Nicki Minaj for a while was always the only one and she was the only female rapper who could really stand the test of time and actually make that mainstream crossover and receive mainstream accolades. 
Artists like Dej Loaf, Young and May, Iggy Azalea, and many more were going across mainstream crossovers and were doing their thing, but it didn't really have it in them to make that longevity to get that actual mainstream crossover. No one could ever really do what Nicki did. No one could ever really get those major award nominations like Nicki Minaj could. Until a new it girl from the Bronx, who was a former stripper, came on the scene. Cardi B came out of nowhere in the mainstream world and completely changed the game. Cardi B got her start as an influencer, as we all know, and she became a viral sensation for speaking her mind and documenting her life growing up in the Bronx and being a stripper. Cardi B became known for her infamous rants, her productive dialogues, and her crazy and feisty attitude. And considering Cardi B's massive and organic success because she finally came out with a hit record, a lot of people in the music industry really want to see Cardi B win. Many people like radio DJs, superstars, entertainers, and actors did everything they could to help push Cardi B to that pinnacle because they wanted to make sure she got to that point where she was actually winning and she sustained a spot. At the time, Nicki Minaj fans had no reason to hate Cardi B. Cardi B has always showed Nicki Minaj love and she has always been nice and graceful to Nicki Minaj even though Nicki Minaj and her never knew each other at the time. Many people started, of course, doing what they do best, started comparing Nicki Minaj to Cardi B. The barbs weren't very fond of all the comparisons, and anytime Cardi B's numbers were bought up and compared to Nicki's numbers, a lot of times the barbs did everything they could to bring up the fact that Nicki Minaj has been around longer. Nicki Minaj fans were starting to feel some type of way because the comparisons were starting to kick in, and those numbers that Cardi B was accumulating, yeah, those numbers were starting to look a little bit better than Nicki's numbers in that entire year. And of course, as we all know, the two would collaborate on their infamous single, Motorsport. Unfortunately, it didn't really end well because as we all know, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj were having issues behind the scenes, which is a whole other video within itself. It kind of infiltrated the way Cardi B saw Nicki. On top of that, let's all take into account that a lot of people in the industry were also talking in Nicki's ears. And due to there being creative differences behind the scenes, Nicki Minaj and Cardi B had a bittersweet feeling in each other's mouths about each other. Now, as things went on time and time again, Cardi B and Nicki Minaj did manage to have an actual conversation at the Met Gala, and they made it very clear that they were cool, cordial, and had no issue at all. Nicki Minaj's barbs, for some reason, still got a bittersweet feeling in their taste about Cardi B. But they weren't really trying to punish Cardi B, they were more than trying to punish the industry for trying to make Cardi B the new it girl of rap. Cardi B basically faced a lot of criticism because it was discovered that Cardi B had a quote-unquote ghostwriter named Partisan Fontaine. Come to find out, Cardi B doesn't even write much of her music. And Cardi B has made it very clear that she doesn't really care that much about being lyrical or a lyricist. Many barbs felt as though that the comparisons between Nicki Minaj and Cardi B were unjustified because Cardi B doesn't write her own music. And of course, the barbs did everything they could to trend it all over Twitter to discredit all the people that were trying to replace and down talk Nicki's legacy. And of course, it kind of worked for a little bit until Cardi B decided to actually speak on the rumors and decide to admit, yeah, I have a ghostwriter and I don't give a damn. And in fact, he's actually not a ghostwriter. He's actually a co-writer and I credit him. He's a big part of the song. You know, I heard, them, I heard the record and I was like, Mother and I also think that this might have confused and even shocked Nikki's fans when Nikki was outed for allegedly not even writing any for music by Safari. 
The industry was quick to turn on her, question her, and release headline after headline after headline to discredit her discography. But here's this girl who came from Instagram, who went from being an Instagram model to a famous stripper to a famous comedian to a reality star to now being the new it girl. She admits to having a ghostwriter, she owns it, laughs it off, and the industry praises her and uplifts her. I feel like deep down inside, even though Nicki Minaj may not outright admit it, I think she believes that that put a bitter taste in her mouth because Nicki Minaj has always had to go above and beyond and prove herself. And I believe Nicki Minaj has only had to go, go above and beyond and prove herself because Nicki Minaj herself puts herself on that pedestal. Nicki Minaj even threw many subtle jabs in many interviews saying that she really feels like female rappers need to write their raps. And at the end of the day, you aren't a real rapper if you're not writing your raps. If you don't want to write your raps, that's fine. But don't expect to be treated like people that do write their raps. I'm just saying, <laughs> don't expect, don't be walking around here like you that nigga or you that bitch if you don't write raps. Yeah. Rappers write their raps, period. Yeah. So it's fine. And Nicki never said any names. So truth be told, Cardi B never really had any leeway to respond. But we all knew deep down inside who Nicki Minaj was truly talking about. And deep down inside, her barbers knew it too. Hence why they decided to do everything they can to discredit Cardi B every chance they got. As we all know, Cardi B released her debut album, Evasion of Privacy, back in April 6th of 2018. And of course, that album completely changed the game because it pretty much took over. The album was versatile with implementations of rap, R&B, pop, and even had implementations of Latin music. And Cardi B basically took over the entire world. And many people in the industry purposely pioneered to do everything they could to push Nicki off her pedestal. Then to make matters even worse, nearly two to three months later, Nicki Minaj released her fourth studio album titled Queen, and that album did well, but it didn't sell as well as Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy. As time went on, Cardi B, as we all know, welcomed the baby into the world while her album was out and she was enjoying the release of her album. And of course, her man Off to Cheat was pretty much being unfaithful and Cardi B just seemed like she couldn't stay out of the media. But of course, things got even worse when Cardi B found out that Nicki Minaj went around liking tweets of the barbs violating her and her child. Cardi B caught wind of this because of people in the industry and Cardi B fans hyping her up and Cardi B decided to actually take the initiative to confront Nicki Minaj at New York Fashion Week and that's where things completely escalated. Cardi B decides to confront Nicki Minaj, things escalated and before you knew it, Cardi B decided to throw a shoe at Nicki Minaj and try to fight Nicki Minaj. If the Barbs didn't have an opportunity to attack Cardi B back then, they definitely did now. And as we all know, back in 2018, that was the year where Cardi B and Nicki Minaj were having their caddy back and forths, going off on each other. Nicki Minaj blasts Cardi B for being anti-black, hating black women, calling them black women roaches. Calling a dead child a monkey, but telling people somebody talked about your child that never talked about your motherfucking child. Let me tell you something. A woman cannot give your man pussy if he doesn't stick his dick in there. Now, Nicki Minaj isn't even hip to what's going on in the media. In fact, a lot of this information that she got came from the barbs. So the barbs rallied all together and they gave Nicki Minaj a list of receipts to literally talk about on her show. Keep that in mind. The bars felt that Cardi was fueling the hate train even more, and the bars wanted to make sure that Cardi B got exactly what she deserved by resurfacing all the problematic things that she has done in her past to make it very evidently clear that Cardi B herself isn't innocent. And ever since that time where Cardi B made the decision to throw the shoe at Nicki Minaj, so many horrible things have pretty much spiraled out of control. Oh, shit. I want to go 
you said that you gave her some of your old dance clothes. I did. Are we talking about like panties and stuff that she used to dance with in the club that you were working with? Yes. And she wore them? Yes. Used? Yes. That's interesting. Let's also remember that Hennessy Carolina, Cardi B's sister, was also heavily harassed by the barbs, even though she didn't really do anything. And Cardi's sister, Hennessy, called Nikki out and accused her of sending Cardi's number out to fans, which resulted in Cardi and Culture being ruthlessly threatened. Judging by the screenshots Hennessy posted and then deleted, this appeared to have happened a few months ago, but Cardi remained silent. However, now her sister is blowing the lid off of everything. Hennessy posted screenshots of the threats and started off the post saying, yeah, asking why I'm beefing with a fan base, but you're not asking why someone with so much influence would use their influence to manipulate their fans to spread so much negativity and hate. Now, granted, I get it. They're going to stand by Nicki no matter what, but it was a little bit ridiculous how they felt the need to harass Cardi B's relatives who had nothing to do with any of the shit she had on with Nicki. Then to put the icing on the cake, Cardi B was so furious at the barbs that she decided to go on live and actually address them because the barbs found a video of a woman who looked like her sister. And Cardi B got so furious that the barbs were spreading around false information that Cardi felt the need to get on live and address it. Really be having my fucking family, my friends, the people I work with. Y'all have my stylist. Y'all have my assist. Y'all have my, my stylist assistant on notification. Anybody that work with me, y'all harass. Get off the dick. How y'all mad? Because y'all said some funny shit on my sister Instagram. And then when my sister replied, oh my gosh, you always have this and that person in your mouth. So stop bringing it up. Talking about the fuck. And I'm going to find that video where y'all try to say that that's my sister snorting coke off of somebody's dick. Y'all niggas is obsessed. That's all y'all do. Y'all make fake shit up. Fake shit up. It's so sad that you motherfuckers be so mad. With the bitch that y'all can't find nothing to say that y'all make lies. Lies of. Get a fucking life. How you gonna say that a gay bitch, a gay bitch was snorting coke off a dick? When the bitch is a whole lesbian. Y'all niggas don't make sense. Y'all don't got, y'all can't say nothing about my moms. Oh yeah, her mom got beat up before. When, bitch? I put that on my on my daughter's life. In the name of Jesus Christ, my mom never got touched. My mom is not the woman to be played with. You niggas is sad. You niggas is sad. Like, y'all is sad. Y'all obsessed. You little 12, 13-year-old motherfuckers, y'all need Christ. Y'all need your mother to nurture y'all niggas. Y'all motherfuckers need some love. Go hug your mother. Go hug your father, my nigga. Go do your fucking homework. If you a grown-ass bitch trolling, my nigga, then you just, you should just fucking throw yourself out of a balcony because why you a grown-ass woman or a grown-ass man on people? Nah, my bad. I know, I know. I know I should be talking, but it's just like, you know how I get when people fucking start with Hennessy. Like, if you're a grown-ass woman or a grown-ass nigga on the comments talking shit, my nigga, you need a fucking life. You need to cut your motherfucking veins. But that's how you obsessed you are. Anybody that's involved with me, y'all find them. How y'all find people and then harass them? Because y'all be sucking so much dick. Y'all be so obsessed with everything I do, everything my family do. Y'all be on dick. Get off my dick. But of course, more unfolded with the barbs picking on Cardi B. Some way, somehow, a barb that works in the industry managed to get access to somebody's personal information and personal hard drive, and somebody managed to leak Cardi B's new single, Money. The people that are here are actually my real followers, not the fucking fake followers. 
So as you can see, my uh, my song money got leaked. So it's like fuck it, if it's leaked, might as well put it out. So I put it out. I think it got leaked because you know sometimes when you send uh, your records early to these streaming or these music platforms, somebody from their building um, leak it and everything. And then we try to retract it, but you know the barbs. They always posting me. They always post everything I do. You know what I'm saying? They claim they hate me, but they really love me because they be on my page before my fans. They be, um, everything that I do, they be on it before my fans. So clearly, that seems like love to me. Seems like you love me. Then we can talk about Jason Lee. No, I... I was never a barb. Let's be okay. very clear. Those, those, those people are sick. Like okay. they, they literally, they literally are. No, no, they're literally chemically imbalanced, sick people. Cultish. Cult. Jason Lee is one of the most infamous and most famous bloggers on the internet right now because he is the owner of Hollywood Unlocked. If you guys don't know, Jason Lee is a very close acquaintance to Cardi B. Now, Jason Lee is a huge vessel in the entertainment industry. He has very great relations with a lot of celebrities. And he pretty much runs a podcast, has his own live stream, and also owns the famous Instagram account, Hollywood Unlock, where they report on pop culture, news, and social issues. Jason Lee is also very, very close and well acquainted with Cardi B. Keep that in mind. And Jason Lee has also had a lot of bad encounters with Nicki Minaj because Jason Lee has called out Nicki Minaj for being bitter on numerous occasions. Now Nicki Minaj isn't the biggest fan of the blogs because they report on the negativity going on in her life and Nicki Minaj isn't a fan of a blog unless that blog is in her back pocket so that way she can send them receipts and control the narrative just like most celebrities. So everybody thinks that I hate Nicki Minaj and I've said many <laughs> times on Hollywood Unlocked I have no problems with Nicki Minaj but I'm about to drop something really quick that's going to piss people off. <laughs> Nicki Minaj used to pay somebody to call all the blogs and ask us to post about her. And I would say, why? first I started posting, and, and Nicki's exchange was, we're going to like, Nicki will like all your photos if you post them. So I would post, and Nicki wouldn't like it. And I would post, and Nicki wouldn't like it. And then I was like, why am I posting for this girl? She ain't did an interview. She ain't like nothing. She don't follow us. She ain't, I don't know the girl. Can't call her. Can't talk to her. There's no value exchange. So once I realized, okay. Nicki Minaj needs Hollywood Unlocked, like Hollywood Unlocked needs Nicki Minaj. So I'm going to stop posting this girl. So I told her people, like, I don't know how much she's paying you, but unless you're paying me, I ain't posting shit. So I stopped posting shit. Cardi's never asked me to post anything. Jason Lee wouldn't really give Nicki Minaj much control because he felt like Nicki Minaj was very entitled. He heard rumors about Nicki Minaj being a bully. He has done everything he could to attack, brutalize, criticize, and go in on Nicki Minaj no matter what. And then a couple years later, Nicki's afraid for her fucking career. Karma, honey, ain't a one-way street. To close this out. Wait, 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 wait. Because somebody <laughs> listening right now is going, mm-hmm. Karma's not a one-way street. But she probably has. They said she'd be on the phones with the people in prisons. I don't know what she got going on. But ain't that racketeering? If Nicki Minaj is on the phone with people in prison, setting up situations, asking questions, is that not racketeering? Allegedly. Listen, please. Tap Nicki's phone. Start following Kenneth Petty. Follow the money. Who's getting paid? Okay? And check Karen Civil, too, because she does Nikki's dirty work. You know she's passing a buck or two around to do some shit. I think if Nicki Minaj was in prison, the world would feel a lot safer. It's her fans. You guys ruined her career. You single-handedly ruined her career. You are the worst, most toxic, disgusting, filthy people. You guys harassed Normani. You harassed 
Megan the Stallion, you harass little Kim, you harass Cardi B, you harass anybody, Miley Cyrus, anybody who's ever had a chance of a problem with your girl, your girl's had a problem with. Then to add the icing, he's also very well acquainted with Cardi B. So Jason Lee evidently does not like Nicki Minaj. He knows things in the industry that we don't know. He sees things. He's cool with Cardi B. And also Nicki Minaj allegedly got his social media taken out thanks to her publicist at the time, Karen Civil. And that was confirmed by Jason Lee. The Barbs, of course, do not play about Nicki Minaj. They've done everything they could to make Jason Lee's life hell any opportunity they have. Now, let's be honest for a second. Jason Lee is not very innocent and he does have a problematic past. And the Barbs have done everything they could to bring up Jason Lee's problematic past anytime he has something negative to say about Nicki Minaj or if he reports on Nicki. Back in early 2020, the Barbs basically thought it was a good idea to go on Twitter and to find negative tweets that Jason Lee has tweeted back in the day. But fun fact, these tweets actually resurfaced because Jason Lee announced back in 2020, I'm excited to finally announce that I've been invited by the Grammys to join as an official member. I sought out becoming a part of the Grammys last year after being denied a press pass to have my team cover the red carpet. Now as a member, I plan to join the committee to help increase inclusion of black medias, members of the LGBTQ plus communities. If you want change, turn your circumstances into action. Now, that seems pretty credible and seems pretty nice, but the Barbs were not happy about that. The Barbs were quick to tag the Grammys and a lot of Jason Lee's colorist and problematic tweets to the point where Jason Lee actually had to apologize. And he kind of gave a half-assed apology that he didn't even want to give, but he had to give it because the barbs resurfaced these tweets. So when these tweets were created, he was 32. Jason tweeted, I'm glad that I'm part Italian because if I was all black, I'd be mad all the time. I thought the car behind me was from Europe. The driver was so black, I only saw the passenger. Light-skinned dudes will never be out of style. We'll let y'all black niggas sit around and hate. Jealousy gets you no love. OMG, if I never tweet again, it's because I was killed at this black club, lol. I usually don't frequent all black establishments, but the music is white, so we good. How this happened, though? Black is beautiful, but yellow is better. I keep telling folks black is beautiful, but if you're darker than me, it'll never happen. And yes, you are darker than me, lol. Then to add the icing on the cake, Jason Lee was infamously confronted by one of Nicki Minaj's barbs after he was caught riding the train with his security guard and waiting in the waiting room. Oh my gosh, gag. You, you Jason Lee? Yeah. Oh my gosh, gag. Gagging. Ooh, you catching the train? You catching the train? Ooh, the girls got the nerve to come for Nikki and they catching the train. Yikes. Yikes. Ooh. Ooh. Yikes, Miss Thing. Gagging. Mental illness. In the middle of 2020, Nicki Minaj welcomed her firstborn child during the pandemic. Nicki Minaj, as we all know, never really showed pictures of her baby to begin with because, of course, there's a lot of disgusting and hateful people on the internet. And Nicki Minaj waited for a good time to show her baby on the internet when she was ready. But out of nowhere, a random woman decided to get on Twitter and say something completely random. But out of nowhere, a very popular Republican political commentator and Twitter user and Christian conservative by the name of Deanna Lorraine decided to get on social media and tweet the following. Deanna Lorraine tweeted, Nicki Minaj just had a child. Poor kid. Now, to be fair, she is a troll and she has no reason to even be saying this because... It's not that serious, and she really shouldn't even go that far. She even one time tweeted, Why is George Floyd's family speaking at the Democratic convention? Did they offer them free meth? 
She even went as far as one time tweeting that Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion set women back 100 years for promoting their ridiculous song WAP. And of course, the barbs were quick to condemn her, as they should, but the barbs kind of took it too far. Perfect. Thank you so much. How about Jamal from California? Uh-huh, yeah, you better not fucking play with the bods. That's why the fuck you had a... <laughs> All right, I think that he... Uh-huh, yeah, you better not fucking play with the bods. That's why the fuck you had a... <laughs> All right, I think that he... The bar basically threatened Deanna, and they also went as far as saying that's why you had a miscarriage, because Deanna Lorraine infamously had a miscarriage. And to be honest, I can't even play devil's advocate at this point, because I see why the barbs did it. But I have to honestly say, this particular situation for me really takes the cake. The barbs may be crazy enough to pull up on people and do crazy things like bash people on social media and cyberbully people. If you guys don't know, the barbs went as far as ruining a restaurant's reputation. And some speculate the restaurant was even shut down and put out of business because of the barbs. In the new year 2021, Nicki Minaj finally did a face reveal for her son who she refers to as Papa Bear. And of course, she was met with love, praise, and admiration because everyone loves babies. But of course, a infamous troll on social media decided to drag Nicki Minaj and her baby on social media. Now, if you guys didn't know, a famous TikToker by the name of Mattia Palibo decided to make the unnecessary decision to repost Nicki Minaj's defenseless child and call her baby a fat baby and then even went as far as calling Nicki Minaj a bitch and tagging her. If you guys don't know, he's a very successful TikToker. He's a known troll and everyone knows him as being just weirdo on social media and this weirdo on TikTok. And of course, he did delete the post within minutes. But of course, it was too late. The barbs quickly screenshotted it even though he deleted it within a couple of minutes and they decided to publicly humiliate him. So the bars managed to find out where Mattia grew up and they found his childhood home in New Jersey and they basically Google Maps it and they post it all over TikTok and they posted it all over Twitter. When the Phantoms Attack, Barb's Edition Part 3. Today we have Mattia Polibio who was viciously attacked by the barbs after body shaming Nikki's biological son, Papa Bear. As you can see in this post, not only did he call Nikki's newborn a fat ass baby, but also had the gall and gumption to call Nikki a bitch. This obviously enraged the barbs, and in a matter of minutes of this post being exposed, hashtag Matias' overparty was already trending on Twitter. Thousands of barbs came to Nikki's defense, and if you're wondering why everyone's talking about his dead baby, apparently he took off his condom during sex without consent and got the individual pregnant, and the baby did not make it, unfortunately. Anyways, here is what Nikki's younger sister Ming had to say about the situation. But the attacking did not end there. Barbs needed him to know to never mess with the queen again. So one of the FBI bars released all of his personal information, including his home address, his phone number, his parents' phone numbers, and his IP address. With this information, the barbs attacked him through every possible means, letting him and his family members know that Nikki slander will not be tolerated. And the barbs not only leaked his parents' address, but the barbs ended up finding out that his parents actually owned a family restaurant called Cochina 545. Cochina 545 is a family-owned Italian restaurant located in Totoa, New Jersey, and it just so happened to be owned by Matias' family. The barbs leaked his info on Twitter, and several fans started calling the restaurant and telling the family that if they don't leave Nicki Minaj, the queen of rap, the fuck alone, then they're going to beat their ass. Which smashes this you?
But the barbs weren't done there. The barbs for some reason thought that it was appropriate to leave a shit ton of one star reviews on Matias' parents' restaurant and the barbs flooded the reviews stating that the restaurant's food was deadly, telling people to stay away and they even claimed that the restaurant served dog food and wished horrible things on their son in the reviews and flooded the pictures on Google and Yelp with disgusting and distasteful pictures of unappetizing food and put them on their reviews. So like you know the stuff with like Matia and stuff like his family restaurant I think or whatever. So I was scrolling through the pictures <laughs> and like I was looking for the reviews, but there's not. I think they deleted the reviews or whatever. And then look, I was like, what the fuck is this? I kept scrolling or whatever. Look at this, bro. What the fuck, bro? <laughs> accumulated over 1100 negative reviews and due to all the negative reviews and all the horrible photos the restaurant had no choice but to file takedown claims and the restaurant did everything they could to take down as many negative reviews as they could the restaurant owner even replied to so many of the reviews asking many people to please stop because this is ruining their business so the barbs were not letting up and they were basically punishing Matias parents for even having him fortunately for the restaurant they managed to get 90% of the reviews that were fake and falsified removed. And of course, the restaurant went from 1,100 reviews of negativity to 84 reviews in a matter of days. Fast forward to seven months later, the restaurant issued a statement on their Instagram stating that they were shutting down and closing their business because they couldn't afford to even stay afloat anymore because of how rough the pandemic was. And the bars were quick to celebrate the fact that they literally got a restaurant shut down and tarnished the reputation of a restaurant. Now, just to play devil's advocate, Mattia got what he was looking for. And a wise man once told me that if you go out there looking for trouble, that's exactly what your ass gonna find. And granted, his parents didn't do anything wrong. His parents were just living their life. They can't control what their grown ass son does. So it was a little bit distasteful that the barbs went around trying to ruin the restaurant's reputation and the restaurant has nothing to do with him but his parents. So he really shouldn't have did what he did. But at the end of the day, the barbs did take it too far, destroying a restaurant's reputation when they had nothing to do with anything. Now, let's be honest for a second. Nicki Minaj is a major superstar and it's clear that people are gonna be critical of her. And she did say that if people left her the fuck alone, then maybe her fans wouldn't go around cyberbullying people. But let's be very clear. She's a mega superstar. People are going to criticize her regardless if they like it or not. And it seems like her bars tried to clothe her from self-accountability. And I feel like they only do that because Nicki Minaj kind of programs them to enable her. Many fans have constantly criticized other barbs and some people are no longer barbs because they feel like a lot of the barbs have done too much. Now granted, I do feel as though that if they just shut the fuck up and just stop criticizing Nicki Minaj, maybe Nicki Minaj's fans won't go around bullying them. But at what point do we finally look at Nicki Minaj and we hold her accountable for her actions? She may not always be the crook in every situation, 
But Nicki Minaj isn't always a victim, and I feel like that's what her followers tend to do. Her fans, her barbs, they always try to paint her as a victim, and that's where my issue comes into play. When you enable somebody's behavior, you literally put yourself in a predicament where you feel like you always gotta enable that person's behavior. And that's why you never enable somebody's behavior the first time. Because guess what? That makes you look bad, and the minute her fans get to a point where they switch up and they turn on her, they're gonna throw a whole bunch of shit in her face. They're gonna be leaking DMs, leaking recorded phone calls, and just exposing her for who she really is because at the end of the day, her fans know that she isn't always the victim because when you hold people accountable for their actions, you provoke them to change, evolve, and grow. And Nicki Minaj is still mentally immature if she's behaving like this. What? Do you take any accountability in the forming of a Nicki hate train? No. Rory, Parks Mall, no. anyone else in the room? Because her barbs keep obviously enabling her behavior. But that was that for this video. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Please be sure to like, comment, subscribe. Give me your thoughts in the, in the opinions and comments section down below. Let me know what really caught you off guard. Let me know if you guys know any other heinous and horrible things the barbs have done. Feel free to drag me in the comment section because I know my comments are going to be filled with barbs and people p posting my shit on Twitter and the barbs saying, oh my god, F you, this, that, and the third. Fuck y'all. Honestly, I said what I said. Feel free to follow me on Instagram. And yeah, make sure to stream my podcast and enjoy the music. Now if you're down on love or don't believe this ain't for you, no, this ain't for you. No, I'm trying to be with y'all. Come on, come on, come on. Well, let me say you put your hands up. Fellas, tell your ladies, she's the one. Fellas, tell your ladies, she's the one. Put your hands up. Ladies, let him know. He's got you looked. Look out. Nothing can replace it. Oh, radio, if you can just be without you, baby. All you get for free a shout out to Nicki Minaj for inspiring this song y'all tell Nicki Minaj I love her choice out this bitch <laughs>